Hey, guys. Huh. Check this out. podcast where we and the we here is nebulous and contains many people uh this time i'm taking it over l has handed me a script i'm i've i've skimmed it we're gonna do it uh this is a podcast where we take analytical views of the media that appeals to us as individuals and ask why i'm mara your host ta-da with me today is special guest an enemy of the show. I mean, are you the enemy? Or because you founded it. This feels weird. Uh, L, <laughs> if you would, please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about you. Hi, uh, my name is L. Uh, I am internet adjacent and occasionally a person. Uh, I, I think I would consider myself the primary antagonist mm. rather than ne- merely an enemy, but who knows? A nemesis. As no, it were. That's for that's for no? retur- that's for recurring guests. Ah, okay, that's fair. Excellent. <laughs> I'm a nemesis now. <laughs> yeah. But, Sweet. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, there's not really that much else about me. So. All right. Uh, you're bringing something to me this time that you enjoy and are passionate about. Can you tell me what the thing is? Yeah, so um, this time I'm bringing up the uh, young adult fiction novel that ended up being a trilogy uh, called Remember Me by Christopher Pike. Pike, like, spelled like the fish? uh, And or like the medieval weapon, I believe, yes. Excellently, okay. It's also a pseudonym for someone whose name I've... I've forgotten, but that is irrelevant because that's what it's published under. Yep, and it's serving successfully as a pseudonym then because you don't (laughs) remember the actual name of the author, so it's working. It's all part of the plan. uh, Stephen King as Richard Bachman. It's like, well, no, everyone knew. Wait, I didn't know that. Okay, I've learned something. Oh, well then I have a suite of books to recommend to you then. that much good but here we are so uh what is this what is this book just pitch it to me so this is a supernatural mystery basically uh starring a, a young girl who's just about finishing high school and mm-hmm. is murdered or like at a friend's party Okay. Has to solve her own murder, but as a ghost. Mm, Okay. Interesting. I like it. Uh, She she doesn't even get any of the like the cool ghost powers. She can't like walk (laughs) through walls or fly or anything. She has to wait for people to open doors so she can like sneak in behind them and like climb climb up drain pipes and things. Oh, excellent. Okay. Is she self-aware of the, of the tropes? Cause I, I do love that as a, as a conceit. My, one of my 
uh, favorite books. Uh, so YA uh, is, oh goodness, um, Reform, the Reform Vampire Support Group. Yeah, that's the title by Catherine Jinx. Um, and the, the title characters is a vampire uh, and is very annoyed that she doesn't have the cool vampire powers and is instead stuck as a teenage girl. Um, and she writes uh, vampire-like thrillers and romance novels. It's very entertaining. Oh. So, so I, is is this character like self self aware like that? Like I, knows I'm the not sure because I don't know if this predates some of the tropes mm. because this when, was published when, when, in when... 1989. Okay. <laughs> that is a year before I was born. Oh, my bones. <laughs> oh, boy. You're welcome. I'm here to make you feel ancient. <laughs> so, yeah, this is uh, Shari Cooper is the name of the uh, protagonist, shall we say. Shari? Is it? Is it? Sherry, I I would pronounce that Sherry. I have a question. Uh, have you? Is is it an audiobook form too, or is it just book I, form? I'm not sure. I haven't gone looking for it. Uh, okay. Audiobooks don't tend to like stick in my head as much. Mm. So it's not mm-hmm. really a format I'm used to looking for. Yeah. But I was uh, just curious if yeah. if that was the the way the author wants the name pronounced, or that yeah. the character, the way the character. Pronounces their name in the A R I for the audience at home. Yeah, I would pronounce that Sherry. I was just curious. Okay, yeah, I should get to the questions. You gave me a list. (laughs) No, I mean half the fun is just having a tangent first. Yeah, I do lots of those, so you might have to rein me in. I won't rein myself in always. So you know, Uh, so I have these prepared list of questions. We're gonna delve deeper. Ta-da! All right, question one. Imagine I, with someone who had been recently awoken from a coma, are resurrected from being frozen in ice. Side note, it's again one of my favorite tropes. It's like <laughs> someone is is resurrected, frozen in ice. Or even an inanimate... This is hard to say. Or even an inanimate object. There we go. Gifted knowledge of modern times and sentience. Essentially, I know what media is, but have never experienced any. How do you explain this to me? So, Remember Me is a story of of loss and learning to cope with it, mm. but also tying up loose ends in mm. a way that a lot of people usually don't get because they're dead. Ooh, ooh, okay. All right, I have, I have questions. Um, is this I, like? I know, so, I, I sent them to you. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm gonna ask a, a, a random question here because I read, oh, oh, Lovely Bones by, um, is it Alice Siebold who wrote that one? I think. Um, it's, it was. I have the internet right here at my fingertips. Hang on. Um, <laughs> the Lovely Bones, which is a. Peter Jackson made a movie out of it. I have not seen the movie, but I have read the book uh, because it had like a brief spike of popularity. Um, still like, oh goodness, 
had it. Lovely the, boats. The, like the the name rings a bell, but I yeah, can't but, recall seeing or reading it. Yes, by Alice Siebold. Um, that's a like a. It's it's an adult book uh, about a girl who is um, content warning raped and murdered. Um, it doesn't like. It it does go in some, into some descriptions of some things with around that. So like, fair warning if anyone wants to seek out that book. Um, but it's much more of a like uh, sad. Like there's no um, there's no like someone being brought to justice or uh, like resolution in terms of the mystery of things for the character at the end of that one. I'm wondering how similar to that this is, because it's sounding similar. Oh, if you if you like a book that does not have justice or upcomings, uh, comeuppance, I should say. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Oh, this one. Oof. Is it that that's like this, then? Uh, that sounds like it gets more resolution in a more satisfying way than this one does. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> that's good. Because that one kind of, like, yeah. I don't know if I'd want, I want... I enjoyed reading Lovely Bones. I don't know if I want to read it again. Was it quite... My jam. But the... the Yeah. Okay. So, let's let's keep going. Maybe. Uh, hypothetically, our positions are reversed. Oh my goodness. How weird would that be? Uh, would you imagine? And I'm guessing on your... I know, I can't even imagine it. This is so outside, far outside of my experience. And I'm guessing on your immensely popular and award-winning podcast. I've just answered the previous question with your response verbatim. What stood out to you the most? Or like, what stood out to you when you were reading mm. this? Your favorite bits? Um, like, I think what I guess what stood out to me is how strong the themes came through for what is ostensibly a young adult novel. Mm. It's like I don't know. It's like if you take Goosebumps but remove the endless cliffhanger chapter endings for no reason, and actually made like a, a, a kind of interesting story. It's like you want to keep reading despite the factors hmm interesting Ella I have a confession I've never read a Goosebumps book fair enough I mean uh, what's the thing one of today's lucky 10,000 yeah they looked too scary to me I was a wimp (laughs) 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 they looked terrifying and I didn't want to read them like I was freaked out about graveyards in 8th grade (laughs) And then I don't know something happened in like high the 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 uh, transition to high school and I just lost like all of that and it went very sideways. Anyway, but yeah, that that is always one thing that's annoyed me about Goosebumps is like everything it every single chapter ends with like a really tense cliffhanger and then yeah. And then it's like, oh, there's someone coming through the door. Oh, it was the cat. Mm-hmm. Like, so it, it gets, doesn't... 
it gets resolved in the least interesting way in one sentence in the next chapter. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have any of that cliffhanger stuff. Why did you compare it to Goosebumps otherwise, though? Like the supernatural elements or like... Part the... of that, but also I think that was like my trajectory of reading. Because mm. it's like... It... <sighs> It feels like, yeah, if you take something that is more for children and Mm -hmm. edge it up a little bit Mm. in a a manner, you Hmm. know, like, oh, this is for adults because it's got boobs and sex and drugs in it. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Like for movies and things. But yeah, I think that's just where my mind makes that link. Okay. Yeah. And, And what Goosebumps are generally like a... I don't know the plot of Goosebumps books. What is the, like, is, are they usually, like, kind of mystery sort of stories? Or? Yeah, uh, sort of with, like, a horror or supernatural element to it. Okay. Like, they have a couple of recurring plot lines, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's Slappy, the living ventriloquist's doll. Mm-hmm. Who shows up in a few books, or uh, Monster Blood, which is like supposed to be a toy but has kind of mystical powers. Okay, and those like, like show it, it show can't up. stop growing, or like once it's ex- exposed to air, or if someone eats it, they start growing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And those mostly, the, mostly like, they're separate yeah. stories in each book. But there's like some overarching like lore things. Yeah, kind of. Like, again, they're mostly independent of each other, except for, like, when it's definitively part of a series within. Okay. This is sounding, like, X-Files-y to me, because that's my, that's that would be my point of reference, is Yeah, very Monster of the Week format. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Kind of cool. Uh, like like I that... said, I did not, re- this is not my context for YA books. I read a lot of historical fiction in, in, in that age range. So mm. this is fascinating. There's one that always sticks with me that's uh, be careful what you wish for. Mm. And it's, it's the typical uh, like genie sort of backfiring wish story. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Classic. And the, uh, the main character uses their last wish to wish that uh, their enemy had found the genie instead. Ooh. And then, Ooh. I guess, spoilers for this book, which is... I, I, don't, I don't know how I many don't years care. old. I don't care. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how many years old it is at this point, but uh, she ends up transformed into a bird at the end, and that's the end of the story. Hmm. Okay. So it's like you get this last little twist of like body horror almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, this reminds me of, of another one of my favorite books that I think I ran into when I was like preteen teenager. Um, it was a retelling of the island of Dr. Moreau. And now mm. I'm blanking on the title. I found it at one point because like is my job as a librarian. Sometimes I will just go and like, I, like I remember this book. Can I find it? It's like a, just like, I don't know, weird thought exercise thing, but I'm blanking on the specific title right now, but it was a retelling of the Island of Dr. Moreau. And these two girls like get into a plane crash and they're 
Um, not they weren't really friends before, but they kind of like become best friends through this experience because they get they both get like transformed, and there's some body horror kind of stuff with that. Um, and it's always like one of them gets turned into a bird in sort of at the end, and one of them turned into a fish, uh, specifically a manta ray, and they don't as they're going through that change, they kind of like. Um, vow to to stay with each other and um, they like at the end of the book they, they can't go back because it's like a permanent change but I loved that book anyway I don't know what the point of my tangent was but yeah stuff uh, in books that sticks with you horror, yeah. yeah stuff in books that sticks with you is sometimes really weird <laughs> which is also I think because of how the series progresses of Remember Me, Mm -hmm. I think it laid a lot of the groundwork for, like, my current creative writing process and, like, ideology Mm. in interesting ways. Okay. All right. Hang on. Let me me skip to, to question three then. We can tell that this is a subject that you care about. What got you to give it a chance in the first place? And then I want to know, like, the answer to, like, why... Why is that a thing that, like, you're still kind of doing in your own work? So what got me to start it is having a friend that was extremely lazy, messy, and uncaring about literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, she would have a collection of books and things and throw them around the room and not care about them. And in... I guess in the modern era, if this was like the time setting, uh, mm-hmm. she would be one of those kids that was always on TikTok or on the phone and just ignoring everything else. Mm-hmm. But because at the time it was, that wasn't an option. And yeah. I can't I can't remember what she did as an alternate activity, but <laughs> reading was definitely not her forte. Okay. But she had this book and it was I think the cover was a tombstone with like a pair of floating glowing eyes over it excellent evocative yeah it's just like okay this is interesting what the hell is it and then you read the blurb on the back because all good books have a blurb to Uh tell you to tell you a little bit about it to give you that little bit of sizzle Mm mm-hmm and it was like, oh, Shari Cooper is dead. Who killed her? She must solve her own mystery. And it's just like, mm. oh, wow. Had you had you read books like that before? Did it, like, sound like something similar? Because that's how I found books a lot. was like, oh, this is, I like this one. I might like this kind of uh, thing. Or- like, my father had an extensive Stephen King and adjacent authors collection at the time. Mm-hmm. But it was always the, oh, you're too you're too young for this. You won't yep. understand it. And I was looking at the size of the books as a kid and going, oh, yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's too big of a book. But it, so it was the, a link almost between Goosebumps and Stephen King. Mm, okay, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was like my childhood jam is all that sort of weirdly off-putting, creepy horror. Mm-hmm. I would not have read the same books as you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, from what I've from what I know, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I I I read that now, but I I came at it in a totally different direction. I came out of it by reading a lot of uh kind of messed up mythology stuff. <laughs> I, and I think yeah. the closest I got to that was receiving a book of like angels and demons and things like vaguely Christian mm. associated mythology, so to speak. Okay, should we talk about Disney's Fantasia? Is that a thing you had in in your childhood? Because it oh, was yeah. a thing in mine. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, because which that... is why I still know uh, Takata and Fugue in D minor. Mm, it's a very the good opening number. Yep, it's a very good. It's a very good. My thing with that was that the the opening. Oh goodness, I don't think it was the first one in that uh, movie. But there's a point in it where the the like Mickey and the uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice see, mm-hmm. like uh not scene but like I don't know montage Stagnant. whatever that one freaked me out segment thank you that one freaked me out i couldn't watch it (laughs) i don't know it it freaked me out so much but i loved the that ending with the demons in the mountain and stuff it's like oh this is normal (laughs) i don't know um, night on bald mountain uh yeah i can't remember the composer but it's the chernobog sequence yeah Mm -hmm. yep chernobog or something however you pronounce it it's um i I think that's how you pronounce it or something yeah Oh, goodness. It's weird the things that, like, are... And for me, the other one was... And it's all, like, movie stuff. I didn't really... Books. I could Mm. skip past stuff. Like, I I didn't want to see or want to watch. Or, like... um, uh, Or just, like, skim over. So the the earliest, like, I don't want to read this kind of thing moment I ever got into was on a car trip where we were listening to a family at, uh, and this was in high school. So it was much later. Um, uh, Stephen King, I think the cell was the book. I was Mm. like, I don't, I don't want to, I, why are we listening to this? I don't want to. (laughs) Um, anyway, best work. Cause that was definitely post the cocaine rush. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Uh, I have read some Stephen King just to to, to see what it was mm. like, and eh, it's not it, my favorite. It's funny, thing, like personally. all of his, all of the big award winning popular stuff is basically things he can't remember writing because he was on so much coke. Oh boy! Like uh, Christine, I think the one with the killer car. Hmm. He's just like, I don't... yeah, no, I don't even remember the title, to be honest. My... But I guess you're telling me about it, so I must have written it. My mom likes Stephen King a lot. I, she's never mentioned that one, so it, it's probably not her favorite either. Not the big, a big one. Um, I had a tangent, but it's weird. Okay, yeah. So basically, it's weird what things stick in your brain i think and like freak you out as a as a kid or like you know teen preteen yeah. going into reading things it's, it's like it's very that, interesting that sorcerer's apprentice uh, segment as well just going back a bit it's like that did freak me out a bit as well but okay was, it's it not just that what you think bit, it was that little bit of uh you know how a good horror can like get into you and like okay mm-hmm. no i like being scared like this Yes, yeah. 
yeah there's that feeling of like hopelessness almost in that Mm, I don't know. It just it just scared me. I didn't like when he got yelled at. It was and the music was doing it too. It's like I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. Anyway, this is getting into to some uh, might be some armchair psychology stuff. So we're gonna move on. So how it kind of relates Wait. to my creative process then? Yeah, because I know you were asking about that. Yes, uh, is she uh, like? We learn at the end of the book, this, I guess, isn't technically spoilers. I don't care if you spoil it for me. The, uh, the, uh, this is also for anyone listening. It's like, I yep, don't that, think that's this fair. counts. Yet. Yes. Yeah. We, we learn that she is writing her own story as a book by mm-hmm. either possessing someone or, uh, or like guiding their hands like supernaturally, like from the uh-huh. outside. Yeah. Yeah. But that is okay. the conceit of the book is like, uh-huh. this is actually what is Her being written. narrative. Yeah. Is it in first person? Uh, yes. Or like third? Okay. It's set in first person, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then going into the sequels, uh, yeah, we learn that she has the opportunity to possess a body by someone Oh, yeah, you like, said there were sequels. Yeah. It's like someone who had died but the body was fresh enough and in a good enough condition that she could jump in. Mm. So if you've ever read any of my stuff, you can start to see (laughs) some similarities. (laughs) All right. That's cool. Um, Okay. Let's see. We're on question four now. Uh, For some people, a sense of community and like-mindedness are integral to their Enjoyment of something. To your knowledge, is there a community around uh, Remember Me that you're aware of? And if so, what are they like? Oh, God, no. I <laughs> I do not think I have ever met another person who has even remotely heard of these books. Mm. Like, there are people reviewing it online, so they must exist. Yeah. But okay, every I'm time gonna... I bring it up to someone who... Is like, oh yeah, I'm into books. It's like, I have this extensive <laughs> history of reading. It's like, oh, do you remember this? No? Oh. To be fair, there are so many books. Yeah, but even someone's like, oh yeah, no, we we had similar tastes. Like, oh, I've read exactly the same things. It's like, oh yeah, do you remember this one? I can't remember the name or whatever. Mm. And just blank stares. It's interesting. Oh, goodness. Hang on. I'm looking it up on Goodreads to see how many. <laughs> how many people. Oh, it's got four. It's got 4.04 stars on Goodreads, which is pretty good. Excellent. Which is surprising having reread it and everything. It's like, hmm, optimistic. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. That's like not a ton of reviews, but it's not super obscure. So, yeah, that's one of those things. I We talked about this, I think, I, I, I well, I monologued about it last time I was on the show about, like, I don't know, I reading is a solitary thing for me, but it's also really nice to, like, run into someone who has read the same thing and, like, likes it and yeah. stuff. So, just as a bit of perspective, the original was published in 1989. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter two, like part two, was ch- uh, published nineteen ninety four. 
Oh, okay. That's a big... And part three was published in 1995. Okay. Well, that <laughs> tells me... So that that sounds to me then like it was... When it came out, it was pretty popular for a while then. If that was that big of a gap that they still thought, hey, there is enough um, like marketing or, I don't know, like drive for uh people to be interested in this character or setting or whatever or that there, to... there was nothing for a while and then had a spike i don't it's, know yeah apparently apparently it's a new york times bestseller okay that's pretty cool but then again it's like what isn't these days well, I have to tell you, Elle, that I, I follow publishing news and New York Times bestseller. New York Times is not putting out a bestseller list anymore. It's a whole thing. Or is it New oh. York Times or is it USA Today? Hang on. I'm going to, I might be spouting incorrect facts here. Uh, one of them has like stopped. One of the big uh, newspapers has stopped uh, publishing uh, a bestseller list, which is a whole big deal in like the, um, uh, people who talk about books on the internet kind of thing and and also for libraries because that's a big way that a lot of places tend to kind of like decide what to buy lots of copies of because if it's you know listed as a bestseller on you know New York Times or whatever it then a lot of people kind of hear about the book and and it tends to be one of those things that like a lot of folks are, are probably going to want to check out. So it like informs kind of that process. But now I'm second guessing myself. Hang on. I saw it. Where did I see it? Oh, goodness. Du, 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 du. on this website or yeah no it's usa today i misspoke new york times bestseller list is still happening it's the usa today one anyway that is a completely irrelevant tangent but kind of cool yeah. do you read a yeah. lot of uh like um bestseller books or do you tend to uh, avoid them i think that you could end that question at the word lot so okay do you, do you read a lot well like Not yeah really. i mean yeah. Do you, well, do you like seek out or like if, I don't know. Uh, whenever I go past bookshops and things and I look at the, oh, here's what's trending basically. Mm -hmm. And they do tend to be a lot of the bestsellers. It's like, why would anyone want this? I don't get it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm not hip with the youths. <laughs> ah, the youths. I am not a youth anymore. <laughs> This is fine with me. I don't want. I'm good now. I was. That was not good times. I'm glad to yeah, be an adult. Yeah, none I'm of not us happy are that my bones on are sleek, no cap or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I know people who like seek out those books or like want to try and read what are. I I try and like get a sense of what or like. I'll uh, like librarian skim a book which is when you read like the first little bit and like the middle and then the ending to like get a sense of here's what this story reads like and here's like um the like 
general plot synopsis so like I have an idea of stuff because I'm curious about that but yeah I don't I don't seek them out for fun yeah I know there's like a reason secondhand bookstores will no longer accept copies of the Da Vinci Code Eh. uh, 30 uh, 50 Shades of Grey or Twilight yeah I can't imagine what those reasons are yeah I try and I, I I have tried like as I've as as I've uh, gotten older and uh, have changed some like perspectives on things. I try and not like just do that as because like oh everyone else is reading this and trying to be like hipster reading, <laughs> like not not uh, just discounting something because it's super popular. Because I've had I've had some books that are very popular. I'm like oh this is actually I get I get it, especially with movies. I'm. I like I like popular movies. They're fun, but that's me. Um, ooh, question five. There are many aspects of media that resonate differently with different people. What's your favorite part of the book? I think for me, my favorite part is that initial discovery where, she, like, she learns that she's dead. Mm. Because it's like uh, she is at the party goes out onto the balcony and then blacks out and wakes up in her own bed. Oh, so it happens like in in the book, her death. Yeah. Like okay. in the first uh, eighth of the book, I want to say. Uh-huh. Because okay. then the majority of it is solving the mystery. Mm-hmm. But yeah, That's like cool. she she wakes up, she's like, oh, how did I get home? I must have drunk a bit too much, I guess. But like she can't interact with any objects and everyone's ignoring her because mm-hmm. hey spoilers are ghosts you can't talk to people <laughs> and yeah eventually like learns that her death had been ruled a suicide and it's like no that i'm starting to remember things i was definitely pushed mm-hmm. and then like spiraling into that it's just that initial discovery yeah sticks with me so like, like that I, I like not know that like journey of the character. Hmm. Like there's a couple more parts that stick with me, but that's definitely the the biggest one, I think. Well, I want to hear those too. <laughs> uh, well, uh, she meets up with a another ghost who was her friend who had uh, passed away also by quote suicide mm-hmm. uh, like a year ago in terms of the book. And, like, yeah, them teaming up together and trying to solve the thing and finally, like, reuniting and all that. Uh, The ending is god-awful ridiculous and I (laughs) can't believe that made it through, like, a quality check. Oh, L, I have to tell you, no one quality checks books. Anything can get published. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. There's no... So I know I know you don't mind spoilers, but again, for the listeners, yep. very heavy spoilers for this moment. So she learns that she was murdered by not her best friend, but someone like in that sort of sphere mm-hmm. who learned earlier on, like in her life, that they were switched at birth. Oh goodness. And she was actively hitting on Known to her, her own brother. 
Wait, wait, hang on. Who? She, she, okay. Okay, so. She was the, actively hitting on, who are you referring to? The murdered person or this, this so person who murdered her? The, the Shari's, killer. Shari's friend is Amanda. Okay. Amanda is actively flirting and flirting on trying to date and hitting on Jimmy, which is Shari's brother. Mm-hmm. She but they were about, switched She at knew first. about the switch, like, uh, they're 18 at this point. She learned at, like, age 10. Uh-huh. So that's a mm. whole thing. Oh, boy. Okay. Um. So after this gets resolved, because yeah. it's like, this comes to light, and everyone finds out what happened, and, oh, you actually murdered her. The parents accept her. And forget about her, but forget about Shari. She's like, yeah, no, you you are our daughter. Welcome to the family. And that's the ending? Basically. Oh, she, boy. She ends up getting five years in, like, juvie, basically. Uh-huh. But on a, like, on some sort of deal where she just gets to live at home and everything's fine. Yeah, house arrest or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because the the parents go out and hire the best lawyer that money can buy. Apparently, quoting the book, to defend her. her Sherry's parents or Amanda's parents? Sherry's parents. And it's like, how does this happen? Okay, okay. I have several questions now, Al. This child that I have been raising for eighteen years is dead, and you killed her. That's cool. That we they know. They they found out. Ah, uh, yep. okay. I oh, okay. Um. And also, Amanda's parents are like, "Oh yeah, no, you're not our daughter anymore." Okay, you go off with this other family. Oh boy. Okay, so this is a th- this is set in present day, like present air quotes, nineteen eighty nine yeah. day yeah. U.S. I'm assuming. Yeah. Just because, yeah. Um, uh, <sighs> oh boy. I don't know, Al. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's rough. What's the tone of this book? <laughs> is it like, ser- is it super serious? Is it like kind of, um, like kind of a thriller sort of pace. The Lovely yeah. Bones is a very like meditative kind of slow book. It, it for contrast. It has that sort of like thriller building kind of momentum because okay. as as they're solving the mystery, like the mundane elements, there's uh-huh. also more of the supernatural building up in the background, like evil shadows coming to attack uh, her friend Peter, who is the other mm-hmm. ghost. Mm-hmm. Because they find out that uh, Peter's quote suicide was a unquote suicide. So yeah, it was just a suicide. Mm. And shadows only come for people who have committed suicide and want to drag them to hell. Oh boy. So that's building up and like these elements are becoming more present as the mystery is also ramping up. And so it's an external kind of threat. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. The sequel has Why? a miscarriage in it. 
Oh boy. Yeah. Why are you recommending this to me, Al? <laughs> because it is still interesting. Like the it still has impact and has it still has something to say, I think. Mm-hmm. So regardless of how problematic or whatever it might be, the I guess the it was a different era doesn't quite cover it. But it mm-hmm. does some of the lifting. Hmm. But yeah, despite that, I think it's still an interesting read. Let's put it that way. I have a question. Is this a book you reread or like read, reread frequently or, or not? Or do you not do that? Because I know. Because really, I, I don't really tend to do that because I remember okay. stories very well. Uh-huh. And if I can remember the, like what's going to happen or the ending or things like that, I tend to just leave it. Interesting. Like this even is... with my favorite movies or anything like that, I can't go back over and over if I know what's going to happen too well. Elvis is totally different from me. I am completely <laughs> the opposite. If I like something, I want to watch it over. I want to watch or read it over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> And that is generally how I decide if I like, if like some, I, I, if something is my favorite, that is because it passes that test. Yeah. See, I, I'm kind of like the, the old, um, treatment for discovering your kids smoking. It's like, oh, you like this so much. Okay, cool. Have the whole pack. I bet you're sick of it now, huh? (laughs) Oh boy. It's like, even if I really, really like something, if I try to go for it again too quickly it's like uh, mm-hmm. i'm sick of it now i've wrung the enjoyment out of it too many times yeah the well's the well is dry i have done that before yeah do you ever I, reread books yeah it, it just yeah. takes a little while mm-hmm. have you re- reread this one has it been i'm i'm curious this is not one of your questions but uh have you like rereading this one ha- have you how many times have you done that, if you know? And, like, have you gotten different things out of it? as you Like, when you first read it as, at, you know, when you f- found it at your friend's house? Or, um, you know, as, like, later as an adult? Curious. I have read it three times in my life. Okay. Uh, once at about, when was it, age 10 upon mm-hmm. finding it. And subsequently taking it because my friend just was not interested in having it. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the second time at about 16, 17, when mm-hmm. I like found it on my bookshelf and was like, oh, yeah, no, I remember this, but I can't remember what happens. Let's go again. Mm-hmm. And the third time was uh, about 2015-ish. Okay. As uh, when I was starting my own sort of writing, and it's like, okay, I remember some plot elements, and I think I can steal some bits and pieces. <laughs> and, yeah, I like that, that. That was it. Mm-hmm. Were you re when you when you read these these different times? Did you get different stuff out of them? You think, or um, yeah. like were you? It sounds like that last time you were rereading it differently, like looking at it from the mm. like creator's sort of perspective. But yeah, the like, second time, uh, did you... Like the first time I read it through and it's just like, oh, this is a, a very interesting, like 
adventure, not mm-hmm. like that genre, but it's like the story that it's telling is fun and I, I like how it's told. The second mm-hmm. time was more, I'm relating to these characters more because I, I guess I'm closer to their age. And yeah. It's like I can see elements that are like playing differently in my head than they were the last time. And then, yeah, most recently looking at it from that um, analytical creator brain and also like with that step removed where it's like, oh boy, this is bad in some places. Hmm. Again, especially the ending. (laughs) Okay, I have, I'm going to skip ahead then because this sort of uh, follows up with that. Uh, Question eight. Sometimes our engagement with a piece of media comes from a p- position of relativity. Do you have a character you're related to? Or what drew you to any of them? Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, the characters that I related to were Peter and Jimmy for different aspects. Okay. Uh, Peter, because like after long enough, like in the dark, so to speak, someone's finally like interacting with him in a way that he can respond to because now there's another ghost and you know they can talk to each other apparently because that's how peter's the the one that sherry like um starts talking to yeah that was uh, yeah her previous friend that uh ended up dying ah yeah Uh, it turns out he was a little bit of a writer and was writing things about a girl named anne which is Mm. sherry's middle name so she's like, oh, mm. this is about me. It's coded messages about how much oh, he likes boy. me or whatever. No oh, boy. And yeah, it's just like, no, I never knew your middle name. Huh. Weird. I do, I do like you though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just that, um, that feeling of isolation and then like that relief of someone that's like, no, actually, I, I know that you're here. Let's have a chat. And then Jimmy for having to cope with that loss. Like, I I know I haven't had a lot of, like, big dramatic losses in my life, but just that feeling of, oh, there was something here that I thought would be here forever, and now it's just gone, and how do I deal? Hmm. And Jimmy is, I don't remember if you said who that character is. Uh, That is Shari's brother. Okay. Younger? Older? Same age? Uh, older, I believe. Okay. And also, relevant to the story, diabetic. Hmm. I say okay. that because apparently uh, this book is how a lot of people found out about why you shouldn't put air bubbles in syringes. Oh, boy. Because that is uh, Amanda's big plan. It's like, oh well, now that I've now that like this has come out, I if I can't have my brother, no one else will. I'm going to help him, quote, help him with his insulin injection. Wait, wasn't she also in love with him? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I it's like as soon as that starts coming to light that they were. Uh, switched at, like uh, the two were switched at birth, and they're uh, they're actually brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Like, oh well, they're gonna stop me from being able to be with him. I'm gonna make sure no one can be with him. Oh boy, 
That's yeah. messed up. Oh, yeah. But then everything right. is forgiven and everyone is happy. Oh, boy. I don't like incest plots, so I'll give this a try. But Yeah. It's rough at places. Why? Okay, so I'm going to skip back then. Uh, following up from the previous question, no, it's not, because uh, I skipped around. What What do you think about this will appeal most to the general public? Like, why? Why, why would why would you tell a random person about this? It it's the I think a lot of people will just see the supernatural mystery aspects of it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, this this book is thin enough. I can read this on a plane. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I don't think a lot of people would think of things much further than that. And from what I know of the general public, so to speak, uh, in my opinion, they probably wouldn't think too much about the ending or anything. They'd just go, oh, that was a nice story. Closed book. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, media literacy and critical thinking seem to be lacking more and more these days. I don't know, maybe it's all the talk ticks or whatever. Yeah. The the MySpaces. So you think it it it'd be popular because it's short? I I think it's it would be popular because it is short and has enough for people to latch onto at a surface mm. level. Mm. My, mystery and like plot wise, there's stuff going on. Yeah, and also like. For some people, that supernatural element is like the extra little spice. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I know that's certainly what grabbed me. It's like, ooh, mystery, ooh, ghost. <laughs> okay, so if I enjoy this, what would be the follow-up? Uh, you said there were sequels. It's like yeah. part of it. It's the beginning of a series. But if I wanted this, more of the same, what would I go to next, do you think? More of this? Are the, the others in the series similar enough? Or have like similar stuff going on? Or so uh, it, should I go I somewhere it else? Depend, it depends on what direction you're looking at. Mm-hmm. If you want something that's easier to digest, but still has some of those elements, uh, I would say the Goosebumps series. Like, mm-hmm. even if they are more child-appropriate, shall we say. Uh, if you want something that's more modern and mature, uh, we, I've, I'm not 100% sure because I haven't read them yet. But mm-hmm. from what I've been told, uh, Grady Hendrix. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And their sort of uh, media library. Mm -hmm. I think that hits some of the same veins, but probably better handled. Yep. And if you want more of, like, in the same ballpark, honestly, Animorphs is Mm. what it reminds me of. Another confession, I've never read those books. Oh, yeah, these ones you should, because the author is uh, very pro-LGBTQ and has said, uh, I don't make basically any money off the publisher of these anymore, so have them for free. Mm, that's nice. It's like publicly available archive on her website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I tried and they did not interest me at the time. I'm, I am I tend to like, I, I 
I'm drawn to books where I like the characters more than uh, a plot thing. I don't super usually go into mysteries so much. Yeah. The Animorph series are, in retrospect, very, very dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, 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 I've seen it floating around, uh, you know, people talking about them uh, floating around uh, t- Twitter sphere, etc., I've seen I'm a little bit of have that. A look to see if I can find it because someone did a. Here is all the batshit insane things that happen in animals, and no, this mm-hmm. isn't a joke. Yeah. Uh, because, wow. Uh, Alright. Uh, yeah, here it is. Um, one of them kills Hitler. Excellent. Uh, uh, one of them scares off a potential rapist by turning into an elephant in front of them. Cool. Uh, um, there's many aspects of body horror as like the animal forms get damaged and then they have to transform back but experience all the trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them sees Satan. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm just like skimming through this thing um, because of uh, incidents in one of the stories. Uh, one of them has memories of being torn apart by ants. Uh, one of them has to give life birth to a crocodile. Uh, uh, Bill Gates is actually an internet predator. Uh, there's a debate about narcotics as a weapon. Um, one of them gets stuck as a fly forever, screaming on an island. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. there's also um, a race of sentient aliens that start melting at room temperature. Oh, well, that's just... <laughs> and they're kind of responsible for creating it. Right. Speaking of things that creep me out irrationally as a kid, <laughs> E.T. I've oh, never yeah. finished that movie. I don't... It, uh, nope. <laughs> I, I remember reading a movie review from a podcaster that I enjoy. It was just like, I can't stop thinking about how yuck E.T. is and how much how much good it would do me to beat him to death with a shovel. It didn't it didn't gross me out. It just creeped me out like a, a, an absurd sort of amount. Uh, I don't know. The, the uh, thought of aliens for some reason really existentially freaks me out. And I don't hmm. know why, but it's there. <laughs> And I can't make it stop. So E.T. I, I wonder creep- if that's if that's an extension of, um, you know, like the perception of the vast emptiness of space. I mean, it could be. I all I don't I don't know. Like, yeah, it's one of those things. Mm. <laughs> it's a weird one. But anyway, ghost. Nope. Fine. Uh. Yeah. But that's that's me. Um, 
Oh, actually, I also know what I would recommend as a follow-up. Okay. Uh, I think it's uh, Sky Maze is a series of, like, it's a trilogy of novels uh -huh. about uh, kids living, I think it's in Melbourne somewhere, but definitely in Australia, uh, mm -hmm. who get their hands on a prototype video game and end up getting teleported into it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the kind of horror-ish elements that uh, result in that. Mm. But, yeah, it's like a trilogy of uh, books about three different games, one of which is, like, this is super early access. Do not distribute. Hmm. And I can't remember the name of the author, so I'm just going to take a sec to look it up because it is relevant. Um... Sky Maze. So you didn't recommend the sequel to me. The sequels to me. Are they different in tone uh, or like pacing than the book? Not really, but they are different-ish. It's mm -hmm. like the second story starts with someone who is a teen pregnant. Mm -hmm. With a bit of an abusive boyfriend living on the bad side of the tracks and everything. Mm -hmm. But having memories of a life that she doesn't remember. Because it turns out she's being possessed by Shari. Mm. And it's just like, I don't remember any of this. Oh, I'm seeing a gravestone. Oh, it's all come back to me and I'm actually dead. Hmm. And um, was that, do you remember the plot of that one? Or like the themes? They different? No, still similar. It's like she has a, a kind of similar accident, but wakes up normally, like in the hospital. But it's just like, oh, something's wrong. What is it? Because, yeah, it turns out she should have died from that head injury. But it's like just that sort of puppeteering, keeping her alive until everything clicks into place. Mm. Uh, Gillian Rubinstein is um, the author, and Space Demons is the first one. Hmm. So Space okay. Demons, Sky Maze, and Shinkai. Okay. S-H-I-N-K-E-I. All right. Okay. Question nine. Um, a lot of these types of interviews rely on the question of what would you bring with you to a desert island in order to get to know a person? But that's not this show. What we ask instead is to picture this scenario. You're on a deserted island and uh, and that and now the question has gone on to the side. Can I scroll over to the side? Will the interlet let me? No, it won't. So I can't see the rest of that question. And I don't remember what you asked in this part the last time we did these. Maybe I can click accept all and let me scroll over. Yes, now it will. Hang on. This is what happens. We're going live. Um... With no hope of rescue, but food, water, shelter, and all have been taken care of so that you won't succumb before your natural time. You've also been provided a single piece of media and the means to engage with it. And for you, it is Remember Me. How frequently do you utilize it? And how long would it take for you to be sick of it? So you only have Remember Me. Yeah. What are you and, doing? Oof, uh, um, I would maybe reread it once realize mm -hmm. what the quality of it is and just be content with memories. <laughs> it's like you don't I, like re reading bad books. 
Well, I don't like rereading things in general, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also now having the the knowledge and the I guess the, the acceptance of tone and things that come with age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of the exact words, but yeah, it's like knowing more about what it actually is about. It's like, mm. oh, yeah, I'm I'm good. I think I'm uh, gonna get island buff and then like lift the entire island on my back and swim home. <laughs> So you're going to leave the island, you're going to abandon the book on the island and just sort of... <laughs> uh, I I think I would focus on, like, getting to a point that I could bring the island with me because that will provide enough distraction and focus. Mm. Mm. It's like, there's no point in just escaping. I see. I see. Because that's too easy. Interesting. Interesting. I had a thought and now it's gone. What was it? Um, is there a book that would be like on a desert island that you wouldn't do that with? Um, I mean, there were definitely books that I would not want to throw into the ocean immediately. Mm-hmm. But there would still be that aspect of I can't reread this too often. And mm-hmm. There's also now that part of I have to make this last. Mm. Because this but, is the only one you get. Yeah. But even then, it's just like, I, I can't enjoy it too frequently. It's just mm. my brain. Yeah, that's fair. What a useless bad brain it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a brain. Oh, it's bad. If it's not bad, it's smoother than, like, a, smoother than a baby's ass. It's not a wrinkle on it. Wrinkle in Time. That was one book I couldn't get into. Mm. I know it's a classic. I know lots of people love it. I can't. But that is also a tangent. Let's mm. see. Are there anything else? Is there anything else I want to ask? Um, this sounds like a very odd book. I don't know if I want to read it, Elle. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. I just thought you might yeah. enjoy the the conversation. As oh, yes. A, as a librarian he- and hell yes. the best fan of the uh, I love, YA. yeah. I actually don't read a lot of YA, to be honest. Hmm. But yeah, you... when, I ha- when I had the idea of, oh, who could I talk to about this? It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, definitely number one with a bullet. Excellent, excellent. I I am honored. Yeah, You've I don't read a lot the of YA successfully. Yeah, I don't read a lot of YA now. Like I read a lot of YA as as a YA person, but yeah, there was there there reached a certain point where I don't know for me, and like not to throw shade on anyone who loves reading YA or like YA is generally what they read, but like for me, there was a point where it's like I don't I want different. I know they be, they became too like predictable or mm. the care I couldn't relate to the characters anymore and I'm like I'm good now I I have like I read a YA book uh, fairly recently like a couple weeks ago um, before I went on vacation um, which was very good. Uh, Darius the Great is not okay. I can't remember the author off the top of my head, but that's what it's called. 
it's about a um a uh teenage boy with depression who goes uh is going to Iran for his grandfather his grandfather is dying um and he doesn't really have any friends but he finds one there and it was very sweet and I loved it but like reading it I don't know this is also like part of my experience with books in general is that I always have a different experience reading over a book um and I like finding I like like having that experience of having a different experience reading a book like mm. finding something in the text that is different for me or like a, a theme jumps out that I didn't realize was there or like I have I have um or realizing like for myself like self-reflection oh I'm I'm getting I'm I'm like coming to this book this familiar story with a different like perspective or a different like reading of this thing so that's part of the reason i like to reread stuff endlessly <laughs> so uh, i mean maybe it's just i don't like i don't think that deeply mm. it's just like i i am enjoying this story <laughs> it's like yeah because that- i will i will read things for the, the plot more than the characters Mm. Like the characters are essential to it, but it's like no, I I want the experience of this story. Mm. See, I yeah, I think I'm totally different. I read yeah. for the characters. Like my favorite books are ones where like I love the characters. I love like the I like uh, books where the character goes like on a journey of some sort. Like not necessarily a physical journey, but like they they learn something or grow types of things. I like those a lot. I found I've been doing that. This is also a, a professional hazard of being a librarian as I think a lot of butt books. So <laughs> we've been I mean, having, some, someone's got us. Yeah. We've been having uh work trainings basically where, where we've been asked to like, think about what you like, what you, draws you into a book and why you like it. So I've been doing a bunch of that, which is mm. part of the, uh, I, I've gotten a lot of those types of questions in the last couple of years, and it's just mm-hmm. like I do not have an answer. You could <laughs> I give like me finding infinite amount of time, and I could yeah. not tell you. I like I like exploring that question for myself because I I don't know I'm I'm curious about myself, and also uh, I think it helps um, me uh, like find books I will like more. Which has been kind of fun. I've, I've, I, I am very intolerant of reading something where I don't like it. Like, um, mm. I will generally give a book a little bit of time, and then if it's not catching me, then I put it down because I have too many books to read and yeah. too little time. So it's like. God help me, I've tried to answer those questions for, like, anything. It's like, what do you like about this? I'm like, uh, I just like it. Ah, I mean, that's also fair. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I mean, you don't want to. it would be nice to. to have that better insight. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Say lovey. Yep. Everyone's brains are different. Wow, that issue was revealed later, Sailor Venus. But <laughs> that's all the questions I had.
So thank you for indulging me. Hopefully that's given people a little deeper insight into your perspective. Now, before they ruin the show by talking myself, oh, oh, listen, listen, uh, dialogue that you have given me to read. I've already (laughs) done that. It's too late. It's already (laughs) ruined. It's time for everyone's favorite part. A word from the sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Simply spectacular. Now, we have a follow-up review from last episode's Enemy of the Show. I wrote this down somewhere. Where did I put it? Hang on. Let me find it. I put it, like, in the back of a notebook or something else. Michael, who uh, was a self-proclaimed admiral uh, and... The recommendation of, I don't know what they recommended, because I didn't write that part down. I don't know if you told me. Um, Uh, Is this something you're familiar with? I assume so, because you're the person who got recommended to last time. Well, what about yourself? Are you familiar with Star Trek at all? I am. Yes. Just a little bit. Just un petit. Just a tiny bit. Was there a particular episode or, like, a series? So... He ended up giving me an overview of every series. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Uh, so I... It's a lot. The, the way I review a TV show for this mm-hmm. is I take the first three episodes. Okay. I, like, I don't go for the, like, the top ten or, the, you know, the, here are the favorites or what you should mm. watch. Okay. I, I am going into it assuming no prior knowledge. Uh-huh. But also, to be fair, I took the first three series and did that. So you did the so, first three episodes of the first three series? Yeah. So I did so, the original series. TOS. Yeah, original series, Next Generation, and Deep uh, Space Nine. Oh, okay. Did you have a favorite one? Uh, yes. Uh, I think it is a very close call between original series and Deep Space Nine. Okay. I think I will give the nod to the original. Okay. Fascinating. Which, do you remember? I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head the plots for that one. Uh, they they did seem fairly generically sci-fi-y. Yeah. I don't know if that's because of... Well, Al, the pilot being, is always... <laughs> well, I mean, being like the, the progenitor of the tropes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, oh, it feels like it's done before. Yes, because mm-hmm. they did it first. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the original series, I liked, uh, what's his name, the Doctor, as just a character. <gasps> McCoy, yes. McCoy yeah. is a great character. Yeah, and it it was also fun to see George Takei or, Takei or whatever in, mm-hmm. like, early stages of his career. Yeah. Having seen him in things since. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the, the episodes, like, production-wise felt rough, but they mm-hmm. had that sort of early, like, fourth Doctor type Doctor Who charm to them. Yeah. So, I out of out of the three episodes, I would say, overall, I would give the original series a three out of five. Okay. Next Generation was a little bit rougher. Mm. So... You got hints of why Patrick Stewart is popular as an actor and everything, mm-hmm. but I, I guess something about it just felt lazy to me. Hmm. 
And yeah, like obviously you hear that it gets better. Like, oh, you know, after season two or three, it really kicks off. After three, to be honest. Yeah. Three, season three is still kind of... Well, yeah, but things like that. And it's like there is, what, 176 episodes of it? Mm-hmm. And given the first three episodes as a new viewer, that's a bit of a tall ask. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, no, you didn't like these three, and maybe the next 12 aren't great either. But after that... So, yeah, I would say Next Generation gets uh, one and a half out of five. Okay. You're a harsh reviewer. Yeah. And Deep Space Nine, uh, I found that compared to the other two, uh, the episodes that I sampled, like the first three, were more into that sort of drier political space rather Mm. than a little bit more fantastical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it would definitely be more of an acquired taste for someone who's more in tuned with that sort of aspect. Uh, it did give me a lot of vibes of Mass Effect, though, so hmm. I would be curious to see more. Interesting. So I, I would give it a three out of five. Okay. I'm not familiar with Mass Effect. For the viewers at home, I love Star Trek. I've been watching Star Trek with my family for, like, ages. Uh, My dad and I watched... We went... The first movie that I ever, um, like, decided to go see, like, I had a choice and I decided to go see that one, was uh, Star Trek Nemesis. You may be very sad for me because Star Trek Nemesis is terrible. (laughs) It's a bad movie. (laughs) Um, but, uh, for me, um, I'd watched like a little bit of, uh, the original series. I know I was familiar with it. I don't remember when I got introduced for, to it. I don't remember my first episodes. Um, I remember, uh, and then, uh, uh, the next generation is also familiar with. We would get the VHSs from my, from my library. Um, we'd even get the VHSs from the library that we moved to when I was in high school that charged you for the VHSs, which was stupid. Um, I have opinions about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, those, I always loved the, the, I like the original series a lot because of the characters and like those very familiar kind of characters. Um, I like uh, Data. It's my favorite, favorite character of all time from uh next generation and like his whole arc throughout the series um but deep space nine is my favorite show like as a as a overall like plot i like deep space nine that was the one i got into star trek was the thing that got me into um uh thinking of myself as a geek and like fandom star trek was my first fandom I would like get, I got, um, in my freshman year of college, I got, uh, I had to take a sociology class and we had to do like a paper on a subculture in the U S and I chose Trekkies because my, I was familiar with it as a thing because of me and my dad and, uh, that whole, that whole, like, uh, media thing. So um, this is a, a relevant question, and because yes. it did come up in the last episode, Trekkies or Trekkers? 
Uh, I go Trekkies. I'm a Trekkie. Because apparently those are two distinct subcultures. Yes, yeah, so there's a there's an idea that Trekkie is is like f- facetious or like that kind of you or know the slightly more casual fan. Whereas mm. the Trekkers mm-hmm. are like the hardcore only yeah. the original series matters type of thing. Yeah, but Star Trek is how I discovered like Filk and oh, there are message boards and stuff like that. So I didn't, I I am not a participatory fandom person until like fairly recently. So um, I don't have any stories with that, but like, yeah, I've, I have a very soft spot in my heart for Star Trek. So I'm very excited that I got to talk to you about that too. Yeah. Good times. Which is why I thought, oh, that would be an appropriate episode to have beforehand, knowing that you're coming on to do this. Oh, so let's, let's try and squeeze it in because I do yes. know a little bit about my. Uh, let's be generous and call them friends. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, good times. All right. Because I don't, I don't know if that's true. Because you know, the yes. imposter syndrome and bad brain and things. It's I, like, I, you I don't know if let me give you Fago and drank it willingly. You're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's good times. Good, good times. All right. Before we wrap this up, the final episode. This has been the final ever episode of Check This Out for this recording session. And 21st, wait, hang on. Am I supposed to say 22nd time? This is the first time I've made that joke. I'm going to go with that. This is the first time I've made that joke. Please tell the audience where they might find you online. And if you have anything to, this says Spruik. And I think, I don't know if that's a typo. Do you have anything to to promote uh, spruik is like advertising but specifically Adver- the kind of ones that are like i i am standing on the sidewalk with a speaker and yelling at people hey come by okay. this shit is this an is this an australian term it must be i think judging okay. by the confusion i have yeah i've never heard of it <laughs> uh, hawk. So- i think hawk would be the uh, the equivalent mm-hmm. Hawk feels more like they've set up their own stand rather than being yeah. sponsored by the store they're standing out the front of. Okay, fair, fair. This anyway, is the spot, uh, science vendor. Yes, carry on. Uh, so you can find me online on Mastodon because Twitter is a hellfire I'm not returning mm-hmm. to, um, at kind.social. Uh, you can also find, check this out, a podcast that I do occasionally Uh on podcast feeds and also on Mastodon now at check this out pod at mastodon.art, I believe it is. But yeah, that's what I got. Um, I guess then inverse, uh, where can people find you if they're so inclined? And do you have anything to spruik? Oh, I am on Twitter because I can't leave it. It's just, it, it, it's siren calls. Uh, I, at Yarnquester, Y-A-R-N. Uh, I'm also on the Tumblers as Yarnquester. Uh, I, I think I have a Mastodon on. Yeah, I did. But I don't remember it off the top of my head, so I can't tell you what it is. It's under the same name, though. Um, yeah. Do I have anything to hawk? Uh, I uh, had been running a... Uh, changing the Lost Second Edition game called On Ice, uh, set up in the UP of Michigan. Um, 
Uh, it has uh, we're uh, on pause on that for a while because I am having some health stuff and it's hard to run things, but it is there and you can watch the first little bit of it. Um, there's a weird knot horse. Uh, there's an old lady who lives in the sh- in a shoe, and there are ghosts. That's what I got. At Final Show Films is where you find those. Yeah, exactly. Um, And on that note, I've been Mara. This is... I've been Elle. And this has been Check This Out, a podcast of media positivity. And remember, and this says insert Malifor here, um, uh, cats will eat your eyeballs. (laughs) 